On is Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. A lot to get to today. We uh, we are supposed to, at 1.20 today, have the, uh, the great one, the original 88. He's in it, man. He is now, it is official, Drew Pearson is going in the Hall of Fame. And Drew, uh, longtime friend and just a great guy. 70 years old, believe it or not. He does not look it at all. Still in tremendous shape. Drew will join us at 1.20. And so that will be, uh, that'll be really cool. The, uh, the man, and, and yesterday, Stephen, he was going to jump on with us, but he was flying back. He was making his way back from Tampa. And uh, the great Drew Pearson will be with us. So we'll kind of, you know, chronicle his uh, what that was like for him and getting into the hall finally and what all that meant. I mean, just a really, really cool deal. So anxious to uh, talk to Drew. And, uh, Stephen, I'm going to continue to kind of give Drew, like, 10-minute warnings, 15-minute warnings, all right? Because Drew, every once in a while, Drew can be a little tough to track down. So, we'll just, Stephen, we'll keep our fingers crossed. I told him it's a 254 area code to be looking for, and uh, we'll hope for uh, Drew at 120. And, uh, Stephen, I know you weren't born for Drew's. You came into the world a little after uh, – you came into the world as the Cowboys were, let's see, how old you are. You're 27, 28. So you came into the world during those Super Bowl years? Is that when you joined us? Like maybe like after the second Super Bowl or the second in that run? I was born in 92, so okay. I was alive for that run, and I was three years old the last time they, they won it all. Okay, the 95 season. They win the Super Bowl, and young Steven had joined us and was celebrating and uh, probably doesn't remember that day, but uh, they may have taken you up, Steven, to that College Avenue Baptist Church and had you at one of those watch parties and that kind of thing, and and, uh, that was was good times. Those were good times for the Cowboys, and then you go all the way back to when Drew was doing it, and uh, really, really amazing, amazing times. So uh, if you're someone who appreciates Cowboys history, uh, no matter what age you are, I know even Steven uh, is a guy who uh, didn't watch Drew but appreciates what Drew accomplished. And uh, I got to catch on to some of Drew's career. And as I was being born, as Drew was uh, uh, beginning his NFL career, and, uh, man, what a, uh, what a career it turned out to be for an undrafted guy out of Tulsa who played some quarterback was more of a baseball player in high school and uh, also played high school baseball with a, and, and football with a man named Joe Theismann, who at that time, Stephen, I've told you this story before, was actually Joe Theismann. And Joe and his dad, I think it was mainly his father, but Joe was also a guy, obviously, that knows how to tout himself. They decided when he uh, headed off for Notre Dame that maybe it would be a good idea to rhyme his name with Heisman, and he became known as Joe Theismann. And that is the rest of the story. That's not made up. That actually really happened. And they went to the same high school in New Jersey together, Drew Pearson and Joe Theismann, 
all those years ago. All right, it's Mosley and Simcox making our way through the day. Got a lot of news out there to react to. Stephen, one of my favorites yesterday was a story that was on the Morning News website. I was looking at it for the paper today to see if they uh, – supposed to be in the paper today. They may have decided to play that down a little bit. But uh, there was a story on the on the, on the the Dallas Morning News website, and it, it took you to a Cowboys hype video they made. And, Stephen, who would be in a Cowboys hype video? Like, in your mind, if you were trying to get folks excited – for next, it was they put it out the night of the Super Bowl to kind of hopefully get people thinking about the Cowboys, the season ticket holders, potential season ticket holders. Let's get folks excited about next year's team. Stephen, who are some of the players that you might feature in something like that? I figure Zeke Elliott would be in there, CD mm-hmm. Lamb, Dak yep. Prescott, mm-hmm. uh, maybe Demarcus Lawrence. I, I wouldn't put this guy in there, but I feel like Jalen Smith would make an appearance just because he seems to have a good relationship with the the powers that be there. Mm-hmm. All right, so those are the players you think would be in a uh, in a hype video. Now, one uh, Stephen, what happened is people started looking at this hype video and they realized that the whoever put this together, which I guess was the Cowboys website. Um, they did not have any footage of Dak Prescott. He was featured in in no part of this. I mean, you would like to think the actual quarterback of the team might be featured, uh, and Stephen, he wasn't. Now, who was featured was a fullback on the team or a, a running, you know, backup tailback, whatever you want to call him. Stephen, say his name from TCU. Say woo. Awanalua. Awanalua, yeah. He was in the hype video uh, Dak Prescott did not make it. This caused much gnashing of teeth, and uh, a lot of people reached out. And then uh, poor Derek Eagleton, who's over the Cowboys website and must oversee all this stuff, had to talk about how they failed and it was oversight and they had to wear it and it was a really bad look for them. But said, you know, it was a video and it was in no me. It was no, it was just a complete oversight. Has nothing to do with the negotiations at all. Uh, Stephen, as this story came out in the morning news, I started looking back to see kind of what the reaction was. And uh, Tad Prescott, brother of Dak, boy, he was one of the first to react. And he put one of those big emojis, Stephen, with that making a face, kind of like rubbing his chin a little bit, like, hmm, wonder what's going on here. So, I, Stephen, there's there are certain things you do in life that we we're going to get us in trouble. You know, there might we might say something wrong on the air. We're all going to make mistakes. What you don't want to do is sort of the unforced error, the the just sort of for no reason at all, not put Dak in a in a video. This should be harmless. Should be harmless fun. It's not going to help or hurt the negotiations. But, Stephen, all you did here, even if it was an unintended slight, was give the other side a little more firepower. You know, hey, hey, you're not even putting us in these in these videos. I am anxious, Stephen. I want to get your take on this, and I want to get our people's take on this. The CNC collision line is 254-662-1660. You can react to it. 
if this bothers you, if you think it truly was an oversight, are you buying the team's explanation of this video? Did it anger you not to have Dak in there? You can also call us always on the Freddie Kish line. That's 254-662-1660. We love hearing from you. Yesterday we had a ton of people who participated in our uh, our post-Super Bowl talk. Stephen, how did this strike you? The pure humor or pure frustration or or just sharp? I mean, what did, did it make you feel? Uh, did you just laugh? Where, where were you on this? Yeah, it was more humor for me. I, I mean, like, I think it is funny to <laughs> go to the conspiracy theory of this is some sort of signal to Dak. But I'll, I'll buy, you know, I'll buy Derek's explanation here. Now, I've made honest mistakes in this business. It does seem kind of crazy that I, I would assume a lot of people watch this and nobody said, hey, why don't we put our, our star quarterback in here? But I get that these things happen. I just think it kind of plays into this weird situation where it, it seems like everywhere else in the NFL, if you have a quarterback who you feel like is your franchise guy and the Cowboys by all accounts publicly have said that he's, he's the man these deals get done. I mean, it might take a while. It might get down to a deadline, but the deals get done. And one of the few instances we've seen where it didn't was the Kirk Cousins situation where Washington tagged him multiple times, but we all kind of knew, I, I think the, the narrative there was, well, they're just not committed to him. So it's, it's so strange to me that this is still not happening. And I know it takes two sides to do this. So, I mean, Dak is also has to agree to the contract and, he was given an offer last offseason um, that he reportedly didn't take. But it it just sort of plays into this idea again that there's something holding this up. And even though on the surface it seems like everything's okay, they still can't figure out how to uh, to get this figured out long term. Yeah, it is, uh, it is a strange one. And it leads you to believe if, if they don't get this done by that March 9th deadline, and that's when he would uh, be on the books or they would tag him. And then, of course, they would have until the next summer to continue to negotiate. So I don't think it's the hardest deadline in the world. What it would do would allow the team heading into free agency, Stephen, to kind of have a, a plan of attack. However you structured this deal, if you did a four- or five-year deal, you could kind of let this thing play out and, um, and, and see where you are. Uh, so it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to follow this. Just a weird and funny error by the uh, by the Cowboys <laughs> their website two five four six six two sixteen sixty CNC collision uh, collision line. If you want to weigh in via text, if you want to call us, that's at Freddie Kish line two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Stephen, I would say that based on the 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 tweets from Dak's family, his brother. Um, I, I think there's already enough sort of bad blood. I think Dak is someone who plays these things pretty cool, and I think he does a really nice job. I do like that he has a brother who sometimes will get out and get a little feisty, and, and that allows Dak to kind of rise above it all, and then the brother, the family member, can kind of get out and take some pokes at people. I like that. I got a, you know, I got people like that in my family, Stephen. I got a sister, you know, she would, she would get out there if she needed to. Problem is, Stephen, I'm always taking the jabs, you know. 
<laughs> I need to let family. Yeah, I was, I was wondering. I was like, when when have you held back and let somebody else kind of <laughs> take shots at someone? <laughs> I need to just let my dad, my dad, get out there, get on. He gets on Twitter occasionally, and uh, uh, yeah, yeah, and gets uh, responds and that kind of thing. All right, Stephen, this is uh, this is an interesting one. Stephen, you jump in here. By the way, if we want to get some reaction from our people, it's two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Always love hearing from them. Also wanted to bring up what was going on with uh, uh, with the Eagles and what I saw. And I want to I want you to say kind of what you've seen this morning, Stephen. You've been out there and you've had uh, you've had a full morning of doctor's visits as well as uh, is is combing the uh, combing the the internet for all the different stories. What we have seen uh, is a I, – I, what I saw this morning was something from Mike Lombardi, who's been on with us before, Stephen, and former GM in the league with the uh, Eagles and then the, uh, the Cleveland Browns at one point. He's now uh, back in the media. But he believes that the Philadelphia Eagles are asking a – like a, a laughable – a laughable price in a possible Wentz trade. We saw the report heading into the Super Bowl that this thing was only days away from happening and that there were a couple of teams involved. Looked like the Colts, looked like perhaps the uh, uh, that the Bears were involved in, in maybe uh, pursuing Carson Wentz. And uh, now, Stephen, it, uh, it, the report out there today is that the Eagles – are asking for something ridiculous, almost like a Matthew Stafford-type haul. And I get it. He's a young quarterback. He was the number two overall pick uh, in the draft. But, uh, Stephen, he obviously is someone who has fallen out of favor, and maybe the Eagles are shooting a little too high here. What are you hearing on this front? Yeah, I'm hearing the same thing that they are basically looking. They they think the Stafford deal sort of set the market, and because they have a QB who, even though he's fallen out of favor with the franchise, is a longtime starter. I guess you could say he deserves, or they deserve that type of compensation. Um, I, I cannot see anybody giving up. I would be hard pressed to find somebody giving up a first round pick for Carson, much less two. But I know it is a quarterback hungry league, and coaches always seem to have this idea that they can remake somebody or if there's a change of scenery, they can fix it. They can figure out what's going on. It it feels like Philly is going to deal him. They're just trying to hold, hold steady right now and see, will somebody um, essentially overpay for him? And then maybe they move off that a little bit, but it's kind of fascinating if they do make this move. And I, I totally understand why you're turning the reins over though. Presumably, to a guy in Jalen Hurts who had some nice moments last year but really only started a couple games towards the end of the season. And while he definitely brought some more energy to that team, um, he also was fairly inconsistent. And, you know, there there were questions about him coming out of college as far as how polished he was as a passer, great leader, great winner. And now you would essentially be saying, hey, you're, you're the guy unless they went out and drafted somebody again this season. Okay, yeah, I, I'm with you, and and I don't I don't see it where they're picking. I think a lot of these premier quarterbacks might be gone, and so yeah, maybe uh, maybe they are moving forward with Jalen Hurts, and we'll see. We'll see if somebody. I mean, could they fall in love with another North Dakota? Wouldn't that be hilarious? 
if uh, another North Dakota State quarterback, you know, there's another one in this draft, Stephen, that uh, could go in that top 10 to 15. Cowboys picking at 10. Stephen, Eagles picking at where? Are they right? Trying to think how this works. Are the Eagles picking at like nine, eight or nine? Because they finished, they finished even worse than the Cowboys, didn't they? Or did they finish six and ten as well? I'm just trying to think of that. Uh, so the Eagles could, they could get into the quarterback uh, business. I did want to also share one thing while Stephen's looking that up. Eagles um, picked six. They finished ooh. at four, eleven, and one. So yeah, they're ooh, they're up there. Wow, that is bad. Uh, six. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean. Could could you get Zach Wilson at six? Could you move up and get Zach? Could you get, could, you know, how far is the Oklahoma State quarterback going to fall? I mean, I, I this is, uh, excuse me, the Ohio State quarterback going to fall. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But that's, it, it, at that place, picking sixth could get really interesting. Stephen, last thing I'll share, uh, then we'll call, we'll get to, we'll get Drew Pearson on. But uh, I did like this. Devin White has requested uh, from the GM of the uh, the Bucks, and this Devin White had a great game the other day, linebacker for Tampa Bay. Stephen, he wants to ride around the stadium uh, on his horse, Dream, before uh, before they leave town. So he's asked if he could bring his horse over and ride the horse around the stadium. So I think uh, <laughs> I think they'll make that available to him. Okay, all right. It's uh, Matt Mosley and Stephen Simcox rolling through the day and uh it is really really fun uh and we got some great news to share as well of, of a of a guest we just landed uh so steven it's uh hold on it is time for hall of famer drew pearson he is next there's a reason customers drive from all over texas to buy a ram pickup truck from cameron autoplex where they say it's always cheaper in cameron This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Cloudy and very cool today. Temperatures running well below average. Highs topping out at 45 degrees. Tonight, it'll be cloudy. We'll see areas of drizzle and a low of 33. And tomorrow, cloudy skies with a 50% chance of rain. We'll also see the drizzle and a high of only 44. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes. Changes in the weather. Recently on the John Moore Show. Dan Schulman, ESPN, our guest. I was uh, saying earlier in the hour, Dan, uh, kind of telling your, your travel story about how when you go on a road trip, you go on a serious road trip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, so I'm Canadian, for those who don't right, know right. down there. And I, I still, I've always lived in Canada. So during the pandemic, we had in Canada a 14-day quarantine whenever you come back to Canada. So they installed a kit in my house that a lot of people have. So I called about six or seven games from home while uh, over the holidays. And now I'm back down in the U.S. Uh, my trip started in Waco, actually. I flew from Toronto to Dallas, drove to Waco. And because I can't go back and forth, I believe I am now... Uh, away from home for the duration of the regular season, like through championship week. So I am very lucky. I have a supportive, independent wife. Listen to the voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Hey, have you thought about buying your first home and weren't sure where to start or if you qualify? Well, it's Matt Mosley from the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texans in the home buying process for the past 27 years, and they are ready to assist you 
Not enough money for down payment or low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs that help you improve your credit score, and they help you get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense, plus to make sure you know what to look for in selecting that perfect home for you and your family. Call 254-752-1647 or visit the website at nw-waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco is currently operating with social distancing protocol in place so that you can access our programs knowing your safety is their highest priority. NeighborWorks Waco is your trusted source for home ownership the right way. In honor of our great American presidents, Cameron Autoplex is celebrating the complete Ram brand lineup. Every new Ram 1500, 2500, and 3500 has been discounted during the President's Day event at Cameron Autoplex in Cameron, Texas. Celebrate with 9,000 off a new 2021 Ram 1500 Lone Star 4x4 and keep the celebration going with 7,500 off a new Ram 2500 Turbo Diesel. Nobody does Ram better than Cameron Autoplex, so make that short drive and see why it's always cheaper in Cameron. Glenn Stretch Smith, weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Time to rep your Rangers loudly and proudly with some fresh fan gear. Grab the redesigned Ranger Script home white jerseys. Go retro with the powder blue. Or snag the newly designed red TX cap. These looks and a lot more are waiting for you at the new and improved Grand Slam Team Store inside Globe Life Field. We are open all week long and ready for you. Find us inside the TXU Energy North Entry or shop from your couch on MLBshop.com. I just, uh, Mosley and Simcox, Matt Mosley show with Stephen Simcox on ESPN Central Texas, and so pleased right now to be joined by uh, the newest member of the Hall of Fame. It is Drew Pearson, the original '88, and uh, Drew, that was uh, I mean, we all you know expected it, and and we'd already talked to you a few months ago. We knew this was the way it was headed. But until you finally get that official call, you know, everybody's still kind of keeping their fingers crossed. Congratulations, sir. This is it's finally happened. And I uh, just know how uh, how happy we all are for you. Well, thank you, Mose. And I appreciate that music on the intro. Uh, I'm going to the spirit in the sky and the final words there and going to the spirit in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So, uh that's one of my favorite songs that uh, led us on. But, hey, thanks you for those uh, comments and support. Uh, the uh, the, the uh, feeling has, has been unbelievable. Uh, un- couldn't uh, imagine it being any better, even if it came, what, 30 years since I became el- – 38 years, actually, since I became eligible. And uh, in the class that I'm going in with and hanging out with those guys this past weekend – you know, I couldn't be uh, in a better situation, most. Do you, um, w- when it's happened and, and, and when you're waking up each day now, is there 
uh, you, you, you know, you already obviously were an incredibly confident guy and you, uh, and you always knew that you belonged here, but until they actually say, okay, it's official. Does it feel any different? Drew, have you been kind of walking on the clouds? What is this? Uh, what have been your emotions through all this? More like walking on air. I don't think my feet have touched the ground yet, you know. Uh, it, it's different because it's like a weight's taken off your shoulders. You know you're in now, and people can stop asking you, why aren't you? I thought for a long time I, my uh, first name was, why aren't you, Drew Pearson? Because it was always, why aren't you in the ring of honor? That was 29 years I waited for that. Then it became, why aren't you in the Pro Football Hall of Fame? So I got that weight off my shoulder, but it it is a relief because, you know, I'm not bragging or nothing and think I'm better than anybody and think I'm better than any of those guys in the Hall of Fame, including the wide receivers, because they're certainly Hall of Famers. But, uh, Mose, I always felt that I was a Hall of Famer. And the reason is, you know, because I know what I did out there on the field. I know what I meant to the team during the time I played. Uh, the 11 seasons, we made the playoffs 10 of those 11 seasons, never had a losing season. Of those 10 playoff appearances, I played in seven NFC Championship games and they're playing in, in three Super Bowls. So you know what you brought to the team during that period. And, you know, you had the respect of your coach, Tom Landry. And then when I hear all my teammates that I played with, including Hall of Famers, you know, tell me I belong in that class with them. It gave me confidence and hoping that and that confidence, uh, along with my faith, uh, uh, knew that maybe one day it might happen, and it did happen. So I'm I'm ecstatic and blessed, and so thankful that it's happening right now. All right, and walk us through talking to Drew Pearson, Hall of Famer, always uh, is already in in the uh, Cowboys Ring of Honor, but uh, just a, an amazing guy. And uh, but uh, the news finally comes down. But this thing is, people are told. This enormous man, David Baker, arrives, and we've seen it happen with Jimmy Johnson last year, set of Fox, and, uh, and it also happened with you. What, for the folks that, that didn't get to see this, uh, I, I just thought the unbelievable, I love the video of this, of Roger, got a beard, a beard yeah. look that he has. It yeah. must be a COVID right. beard. But Roger, who, you know, think of one of you guys without the other. I When I hear roger speak or i see roger i think about you when i see you i think about roger and so i thought that was so appropriate now jerry had to of course he, he lo- jerry loves to attach himself to these huge deals but <laughs> i know jerry uh, yeah. you know you and jerry have formed a nice relationship over the years as well what was what was that whole like and how what was it did they did they truly surprise you i was uh totally surprised uh, Rich Darrell Ripple, PR guy, had sent Roger and I a letter addressed to both of us, the same letter, uh, that Jerry was requesting us to meet with him on January, uh, yeah, January 25th, uh, 2 p.m. at his office. And Rich said, I didn't know what it was about. I don't know what it's about, but I think, I think it has something to do with real estate. And so I figured that's logical because uh, Roger and Jerry are involved in some real estate ventures, including ventures right there at the Star. So I thought maybe it was something that they wanted to include me in, you know, maybe in, in connection with the Hail Mary or something like that. Mm-hmm. So we went over there, we got to the lobby, and Rich took us over to where Jerry was uh, at in the conference room there. And we talked for a little bit, and I'm wondering why I'm there, because it was mostly Jerry and Roger talking about real estate. And then all of a sudden, 
there was a knock on the door, and Jerry said, Drew, go answer the door. And so I went to answer the door, and, uh, and when I opened the door, it was all filled with that. The, the door well was filled with that big body of David Baker, and mostly his, <laughs> mostly his head was taking up most of the room. <laughs> He's got the biggest head in the world. But anyway, uh, he was there, and uh, he came in, and I'm, like, shocked. I took a couple steps back. I had to grab my heart to make sure I wouldn't have no heart attack or nothing. You know, I have Fred Sanford used to do back yes. in the day. And so uh, it was a shock, and I was uh, totally surprised. I thought, really thought it was something to do with business. I didn't had no idea it might be something to uh, get the announcement. I knew the vote had been in. But nobody knew what the outcome was. Rick Gosselin, Shireen Williams, Gary Myers, Jared Bell. I talked to all those guys who were uh, pretty much in the voting process, and they didn't even know the results. So nobody knew, but and nobody had any idea. So you're kind of still waiting on pins and needles, even though you're the only candidate in the senior category. You're still not taking anything for granted this time around. So yeah. when Mr. Baker showed up, I knew he wasn't coming there to tell me no. Because he wouldn't have left there <laughs> walking, that's for sure. <laughs> so I figured he was tell, coming to tell me some good news. And the first thing he says, Drew Pearson, I'd like to welcome you as a senior nominee in a Pro Football Hall of Fame for the class of 2021. And that's oh, when my. I, you know, really went through uh, the emotions of that feeling. And then I look over there on the other side of the room, Roger and Jerry over there grinning like they ate the canary or something like that, you know? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, I, then I said, you know, I can understand Mr. Jones doing this. He probably wanted it at the star. And I don't mind that because that made it special being there at the Cowboys facility, because that's yeah. what it's all about. That's what I'm all about. Uh, but I didn't think Roger would set me up like that. That's my quarterback, man. We, we're supposed to have uh, this tele- uh, telepathy, you know, with yeah. one another, knowing what's happening. You know, when he looked out there at me, I I knew exactly what he was thinking, so I would run the, the right pass route, and I, he didn't give me any signals here. So, uh, But it was all good, and I was satisfied with that. And then you know what, Matt? When I got home last night coming in from uh, 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 Tampa, uh, I got home, I opened the door, coming through my garage, and bam. I get surprised by my family. Everybody's oh. there with signs and everything else, balloons, cakes, and everything. And uh, so it, it, it's been pretty good. It's been great. And then, you know what, Matt, the, the, uh, the class I'm going in with, man, Peyton Manning, Charles Woodson, uh, Lynch, Calvin Johnson, Paneka, uh, yeah. uh, uh, and then uh, uh, Tom Flores, man. I, I'm going in with a special class. And we got together all last weekend, and we connected. And we've been connected ever since. We've been texting each other, and uh, we promised each other we're going to stay in touch with the other, each other going through this class of 2021. Yeah, isn't that interesting? I mean, you played against Flores teams, didn't you? I mean, that, that would yeah, have been yeah. – uh, yeah, yeah, and he had all that success. And, and, yeah. And, you know, he was a wide receiver coach uh, before he became head coach with the Raiders. And so he coached up Cliff Branch and Fred Wolitnikoff. So he knows all about being a, uh, what a good wide receiver is all about. Uh, and, uh, you know, he wasn't there because he's like 83 years old. But we did a Zoom uh, conference call with I was on with he and uh, Charles Woodson. And, man, if I can look like that at 83 – I'll take it, okay? Because he looks good for his age, but he didn't want to travel because of his age, you know, with the pandemic and stuff like that. 
But uh, we had a nice conversation, and uh, he gave me a lot of respect in his comments. And I chose, I told Charles Woodson, if I played against you, when, if you were playing when I played, I probably wouldn't have gotten into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> and he probably, <laughs> he, probably he liked that pretty good. So, But it's a great class, a great group of people, and we had a great uh, weekend. We're sitting in a suite watching the game, and in, in walks Tiger Woods. And uh, yeah, we got to talk really? to him and hang out with him uh, most of the game. Uh, so that even made it even a little more special. Wow. Talking to Drew Pearson, who just went into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and he'll have that gold jacket. He'll put that on this weekend. Drew, the way, what did, uh, did you, were you able to uh, ask Tiger? I, I, you may want to break some news here. Were you able to ask him if, uh, how he's feeling and when he's going to make his return? Is he angling for the Masters? No, I didn't. I didn't talk to him about that. He was asking me questions more so about football, you know, and what it takes to play football. And then he's got a little son, you know, and uh, and uh, he was trying to see if you know want to maybe steer his son to playing football, you know. I know he wants to be a golfer, but you know he wants to be pretty all around. But no, he was holding court pretty much. I had my grandson there, Deuce Pittman, who's Kabika Pittman's son. Kabika used to play for the Cowboys. Yeah, and uh, so. So he's my grandson. He was there with me, and he was over there holding court with, with Tiger Woods and Charles Johnson. They were talking about 30 minutes, and uh, I don't know what they were talking about, but I bet he got some good advice uh, from Tiger Woods. Uh, so it was pretty cool uh, just hanging out, and they couldn't have made us feel any more special with the hospitality they showed us throughout that weekend. Yeah, well, you have earned it, and uh, it it should have happened a long time ago. But now that it's happened, isn't it isn't it weird, Drew? It just seems like uh, knowing you, you know, you're just not a. You do have emotion, and and you showed that last year. But you know, it just kind of something washes over you, and I guess uh, in some sense, all that waiting, it, it wasn't fun. But at the same time, it, I, I I would say there's part of that that even makes you. More, even more appreciative probably than anybody going into this class that, that you know, oh. all, all that period of time. Yeah, without a doubt, uh, 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 Matt, you know, I'm, I, I don't know if I'm more appreciative than anybody. I'm, I'm very appreciative, though. And, you know, you, you talk about the way it happened, but, you know, I think you mentioned faith, and uh, that's, you know, sometimes you got to follow your path. And the good Lord puts us on a path, and we got to believe that that's the path that he wants us to take. It's not a path for dishonor. Uh, disaster is a path for good and righteousness. So I, that's what was my belief. But think about it. You know, last January, not this past January, but uh, the previous January, you know, I'm breaking down. I'm ho- brokenhearted on social yeah. media and all that because I didn't get in through that centennial class. And, Matt, I only had to wait eight months you know, before the vote came in that I'm the only senior nominee, uh, you know, through the senior category, which almost guarantees you, you know, selection. Mm -hmm. So I I wouldn't say that then, but I could say it now. But, you know, that made me feel a lot better. Now I'm in the process, and I get to go in with a class, you know, that is uh, pretty distinctive and be labeled, not not a a, a centennial uh, class, but be labeled a class of 2021. And that, you know, that makes it a lot more special, I think. No disrespect to Cliff Harris. Don't tell him I said that because he'll knock me out still. (laughs) Yeah, Cliff, Cliff, that was back in the day when they allowed. That's what people drew that, uh, that, that, you know, when you were playing, 
Um, I know the numbers have changed over the years, and it's not fair to kind of compare today's numbers to when you were playing. But what what young people don't realize is that guys like Cliff, and, and, and I'm not saying he was dirty. There were players from other teams that were dirty. But, I mean, there was really no rules. I mean, they could lead with their forearm if they wanted to. Helmet-to-helmet contact was encouraged. It wasn't discouraged. And so I would say, Drew, truly, truly, when you went across the middle in those days, you know, you, 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 you had to fear for your life a little bit. And, uh, but yet you just kept doing it over and over again. It's a, it was a different era. But uh, but I'm just so glad that we can still celebrate that era, and uh, I'm so I'm so excited yeah. for you. Yeah, and I'm glad I can understand and celebrate it because going over that middle wasn't easy, you know. And I didn't call it dirty mat play, you know. It's just the way we played back then, you know. They, you know they're going to hit you upside the head. You know they're going to try to take your knees out. You know they're going to do those kind of things because we call that gamemanship. You know that was part of the game. We wanted to knock out the best player on the other team, and I'm sure they wanted to knock out our best player. How about that Thanksgiving Day game when uh, uh, Dyron Calvert from the Redskins predicted if they knock Staubach out of this game, we're going to beat the Cowboys. What happened? They proceeded to knock out Staubach, and in comes Quentin Longley, you know, to throw uh, two touchdown passes in the final quarter to beat the Redskins on Thanksgiving Day. But that's the way we played the game. It was just a different type of physical game. And the first four or five years I played in the game, you know, defensive backs could do anything they wanted to you as long as the ball wasn't in the air. And Pat Fisher was only 5'8". You know, he would line up on, uh, in a dog position. He would take a couple steps back. But before the snap, he would come up and cut your legs right out from under you. And you're like saying, wow, how could I run a pass route under these circumstances? Mel Blunt trying to get inside of him. Uh, Emmett Thomas, Jimmy Johnson, Willie Brown. You know, all those great cornerbacks that were in the game back then, you know, made it a little tougher to uh, uh, throw the football. But also, Matt, it was a running back game. You know, we had some great running backs of that era back in the day. Franco Harris, Dorsett, Earl Campbell, O.J. Simpson. You know, you can go on and on with some of the great running backs that played during that era. But now they, they throw that football, and 40 to 50 times a game is no big deal. And with the rules and a lack of quality defensive backs that I see out there on the field, uh, receivers are having pretty much a field, field day. That's why you've seen the numbers that you're seeing out there uh, in the game today. Yeah, it is uh, it is true. And the Cowboys have the makings of one of the best uh, receiving cores uh, in the NFL. Uh, and, of course, they have number 88 now, C.D. Lamb. Drew, we got to put our heads together. Now that you are in the hall we need to. I mean, you've always been a great entrepreneurial spirit, and you've uh, you're a really good businessman. But I, I feel like I feel like '88. I, I don't know. I, I feel like now that you're in the hall, we could take this to the next level. You know what I mean? There's got to be some kind of copyright type deal that uh, I don't know. I'm going to put some pen to paper, Drew, and we'll compare notes. Okay. Well, well Matt, we're already working on it. You know, I I've been in the apparel in the uh, headwear business for 23 years when I retired, yeah. and and all, that was all about coming up with uh, graphics and designs to put on our headwear. And I also have a business that's op- that is blessed by the Cowboys. It gives us uh, permission to run this uh, Cowboy Legends uh, online business. It's called CowboyLegends.com. You can see some of the graphics that we use in that. But if you have something to offer 
uh, we'll look at it for sure, and uh, we can <laughs> include it in the line, and we'll give you a nice royalty payment to go along with that. You oh, know, man. right on. Yeah, yeah so, me just because I respect leave. you. Didn't you go to Baylor? That's true. That is true, Drew. Yeah, I so went you're to pretty Baylor smart. University. So I can, my, my, you might come up with something that can really be uh, pretty fashionable and uh, and uh, sell a lot of them. So if you got yeah. something to offer, we'll certainly listen to you, Matt. Yeah, you I might appreciate be able to quit that. that. Quit that radio job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking to do that. Uh, <laughs> no, I, Drew, we're so happy you you brought up memories. The next conversation we have, we'll have to tell some <laughs> mad bomber stories. You brought up uh, Clint Longley and that famous day uh, when yeah. he came off the bench, and and uh, and it was at Blaine Nye that had the uh, the famous uh, the famous <laughs> line, the triumph of, of an uncluttered mind. <laughs> yes, yes. How, appro- how appropriate was that comment, you know? And then coming from Blaine Nye, you know, Blaine was a tough football player, but you know he was a smart and he is intelligent and he and he had that vocabulary that didn't sound like a football player. So it, it was appropriate that he would come up with something like that, and it was uh, appropriate that I would uh, uh, refer to Clint Longley in that moment for sure. And, uh, yeah, I didn't Blaine go to Stanford? So he had, uh, yeah, he's Stanford. Yeah. He's a smart yeah. guy. And you know, that's what Landry had. We had a lot of guys, smart guys on the team. Calvin Hill from Yale, Roger from Naval, Drew Pearson from Tulsa. You know, what else do you want? You know? <laughs> that's right. No, you were, you, you could play every position pretty much back in the day. And the only last thing I'll say, Drew, is I don't know if I ever told you this. I went out to do a huge story on Longley cause he had disappeared from the face of the earth. Yeah. I probably called you back then when I was working on it for the morning news and I tracked mm-hmm. him down and he kind of raced out of his garage trying to get away from me and being the intrepid reporter that I am, I kind of pursued him. Uh, I wouldn't call it a high speed chase. Let's just call it a moderate speed chase. And so he <laughs> went out toward the ocean on one of those little side roads uh, in Corpus and I followed him out there, uh, his wife in, right. the, in the pickup with him. And I just thought, you know what? They, the morning news has sent me out here to Corpus. I got to get my man. And uh, mm-hmm. I looked up. He had turned around, and it was like that scene out of, like, Footloose or something, Drew. The mad <laughs> bomber had it wide open coming right at me uh, on a little road Whoa. out there toward the ocean. And I, I, I had the good sense to pull on off that road and watch the Mad Bomber. And you. I said, you know what? Yeah. I've, I've tried my best. This is, this is one interview I'm not going to land. But, uh, <laughs> I hear you. For well, all I, I know, he's still. I can tell still... you about the Mad Bomber. He, he was there a short time, but he, he uh, made some impact in that short time he was a Dallas Cowboy, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah it wasn't all it wasn't all positive. All right, Drew. Well, no, you're right. Most of it was negative. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Kind of kind of stories like the one you just told. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh Drew Pearson, love you man and uh just so proud for you and happy for you and uh you're a great guy and a great friend and uh we'll by hook or by crook uh, we'll get out there to Canton, and uh, and we'll, we'll you know there'll be a lot of us trying to crash that party. So, uh, uh, congratulations, sir. Well, thank you, Matt, and thanks for uh, having the original '88 on, and thank you for the support over the years. You know, the media has been good to Drew Pearson and supporting this. A guy like Rick Gosselin in my corner, you know, pushing it, put, trying to push me through that door, and uh, finally, he finally got me through. So I'm I'm excited and. Uh, I told them uh, the other day I'll represent the Hall like they're supposed to be represented, and that's what it's all about. So thanks for the support, Matt. Thank you, buddy. Yep.
You bet. You bet. And you know those guys like Frank and those guys that have gone on to heaven are, are also very, very excited for you. Uh, Amen. So, Amen. Anyway, Amen. All right. All right. There he goes. The great uh, Drew Pearson, uh, the uh, newest member uh, of the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame. It is Mosley and Simcox, ESPN Central Texas. Quick hit on the uh, Baylor uh, Lady Bears uh, when we uh, when we return. At Genco, getting an auto loan is quick and easy. Whether you're looking to buy a new ride or save money by refinancing an auto loan you already have, Genco members enjoy low rates and flexible terms to fit any budget. Get pre-approved today and know what you qualify for. Call us, go online, or come by a branch in your area for current options and rates. Apply online for membership today. Genco FCU, my money, my future, my credit union since 1953. Member NCUA, equal housing lender. Listen, in the past couple of years, we've had a lot of people moving in from out of state to Waco thanks to Chipper and JoJo. And while we welcome these new citizens, they unfortunately brought some of their bad habits with them. Hi, Jay here from Pickup Outfitters, and you know what I'm talking about, naked trucks. You'd think everyone moved here from McNewtville, but we shouldn't judge them, we should help them. For example, when you see a recent transplant truck from a less civilized state like California, Instead of saying, your truck is disgusting, your bed is exposed, get a bed cover on that truck, buddy, that's a bit harsh. Instead, try something like, you know, in Texas, it's not polite to drive around with your bed exposed. Maybe you should check out the excellent selection of bed covers at Pickup Outfitters. And then if they refuse, you can say, well, I hear New Mexico's a nice state. Let's help our new neighbors and let them know that truck nudity is not okay. Let them know about Pickup Outfitters of Waco and send them to our website, CreateACommotion.com Cold weather is here, and many of you are realizing it's time to replace those old drafty windows. Call Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unisil windows are sealed with Duralite. That's a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And right now, they're offering 0% financing for 60 months. That's right, 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free in-home estimate. That's online at UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com, UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com, or call 254-301-7760. That's 254-301-7760. 7760. And be sure and check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. When you drive drowsy, you may see things that aren't oh, there. A pink armadillo in the road. How pretty. And there's my Aunt Angie riding a sparkly unicorn. However, you may not see things that are there until it's too late. Oh, an oncoming car? <laughs> So always get plenty of rest before long trips. Take breaks, share the wheel, and avoid driving in the middle of the night. Oh, a friendly nurse. Be safe. Drive smart. Brought to you by TxDOT. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update, brought to you by Jesse Britt Automotive. 
Former NFL head coach Marty Schottenheimer has died after dealing with Alzheimer's disease for several years. Schottenheimer was a head coach in the NFL for 21 seasons, leading the Cleveland Browns, Kansas City Chiefs, Washington, and the Chargers. He was 77 years old. Number two, Baylor remains on hold, but one game in the Big 12 last night after not being in the top 25 for the first time in 12 years, Kansas was able to beat number 23, Oklahoma State, 78-66. Several games tonight in the Big 12 with number 13, Texas at Kansas State. Tip is at 7 o'clock. Iowa State at TCU and number 14, West Virginia at number 7, Texas Tech. Both those games tip at 8 o'clock. Catch the Coach Pete Fredenberg show tonight on Fox Sports Central Texas starting at 6.30. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Here we go. Look at that. That's good, Stephen. That's that AJR. Uh, people kind of know it now because it was in an Apple commercial. That's kind of where people heard it. But I kind of like that. At some point, they'll say, the Metronome. Here we go. I mean, I like the, I like the beat to that, okay? And uh, that's, a, uh, that's a good toe-tapping song. Let us know on the uh, CNC Collision text line if you like that. Uh, 254-662-1660. A little AJR for you. Is that? You like those guys, Stephen? You like? They, they kind of say, here we go. They're singing. <laughs> if you ever look at the lyrics, it's kind of funny. Cause I just like the way the song sounds. Mm-hmm. But if you if you actually look at the lyrics, they're talking about quinoa and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's, so a, it's, like it's a typical a, pop song, and it doesn't make a lot of sense. But I like that song. I wasn't. I'm not real familiar with any of the other work. So is that is that just something you've come across, or is that heavy in Parker's rotation right now? Well, I, I've kind of put it into her rotation and because uh, I kind of like it. And my daughter, uh, apparently it is going to be featured in an upcoming dance recital. Unfortunately, the COVID has knocked the dad's portion of the uh, dance recital the last two years now, last, uh, last June, and then I'm, fra- I'm afraid this June the dads will not be featured in the dance as they have for years Stephen, with my uh, broken neck and my return from that i don't know if i would be up for dancing anyway but uh <laughs> might be a good anyway. year to take a break anyway yeah yeah that, that a is a special thing though that's that's too bad because i know that's a cool thing that happens every year have you have you uh had your daughter abby have y'all uh have you gotten her involved in some dance yet or uh, is that uh is that in the cards not yet. Kristen was talking about it recently. Uh, we need, yeah, we need to look more into that because there is there is some good dance classes in McGregor like once or twice a week for for girls about her age. Yeah, yeah. Get her, get her going. Get her going. You never know. You may have the next ballerina. My daughter has just been placed. Stephen and our dancers in the audience will know uh, what this means on point, which means she's allowed to. Uh, she was selected. Uh, just a, a little handful of them were selected to where they can go. They get special shoes and go up on their toes, uh, like like the ballerinas you would see, like professional ballerinas. So you have to you have to be you have to have a professional uh, ballerina be able to let you know whether you can do this or not. Like if you're ready for it, and now she has the shoes for it and can go up on her toes. So, uh, Stephen, that's something you and I will never. That was, <laughs> qualify that for was never in the cards. <laughs> I don't know if men 
I don't think men do that. I don't know. I may be wrong. Some of our one of some of our dancing experts can uh, tell us on the uh, on the line. I, I got some great news, Stephen. We just had Drew Pearson on, and uh, it looks like um, Stephen that uh, on Thursday at one o five, Kim Mulkey will be joining the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. All right, the uh, you know she doesn't do a lot of these during the season. And, uh, but, uh, it's just, uh, you know, she's just, uh, uh, we've got a great relationship with her and, uh, and obviously we love the lady bears. And so they are off on Thursday and, uh, we have secured a sit down interview with, uh, Kim Mulkey. So that'll be a lot of fun. We'll get her on the phone and, uh, visit with her. And Stephen, one of the things we'll be able to bring up is something that just was announced today. Nalissa Smith the uh, boy, just a forward who does a little bit of everything, passes it well, obviously rebounds well, scores it. Uh, a really nice, versatile post player who can really can just uh, can do a lot. Is a, is one of the most unique players I think that Kim has had. Nalissa, who's scoring about I don't know sixteen, seventeen points a game, has been uh, added to the uh, Naismith uh, Player of the Year uh, midseason team that they put out, okay? There's only a few of these people that are mentioned on this, the midseason team, so that kind of puts her on the watch list. So, you know, Dee Dee continues to stack up the assists. She runs the team, has great height. Uh, Moon's doing great. And then, you know, my favorite new player, Dijane Carrington, a transfer, has really added the perimeter game that I've been searching for. Sarah Andrews, a player I like a lot, too, that has brought some outside game. But Dijanae is, is, is proving to be a major, major player off the bench. Stephen, I've, I've got uh, Dijanae uh, is, is kind of like a – she and Flagler are similar players in the fact that, man, they can fill it up, they can shoot it from three, they can do – they got the mid-range game – and they bring it a ton. I, I can't remember how many years Dijonet has left because uh, I'm trying to remember how it, you know what the situation was when she came over from Stanford. So I'll take a quick peek at that. But uh, Stephen Dijonet Carrington, that's a uh, that's a new kind of one of the uh, we're going to get on this bandwagon as we do later in the season with the Lady Bears. And I think Carrington's a player we really like. No, she's been great. She's added some uh, some energy, some juice to that team. And the guard play, I think, is rounding into form. It was a little inconsistent early in the season, but between Dijonet, Moon, Sarah Andrews, maybe Jaden Owens can get going a little bit more as the season continues on. The, the Another transfer from UCLA. Uh, if they can add some more perimeter scoring to that repertoire, then I think they're going to be a really tough out with uh, the, the ladies they have inside with Nalissa and, and Queen that can – that can score and rebound and um, make things happen as Baylor always has great post play. Yeah, I I like all of that. I like all of that. We'll get into it with Kim. We'll get Kim's thoughts. They've kind of Kim's had uh, to deal with with health stuff through the COVID uh, situation and uh, come back from it. And really, uh, this team I think is going to end up peaking at the right time. I, I it's a different team. But uh, it's not a team that's as dominant as past teams, but it's a good team. It's a really good team, and I'm I'm starting to uh, – this is uh, this is quickly becoming one of my favorite uh, Lady Bears teams. I think I say that every year, but I'm really liking this team, and uh, I can't wait to watch this next game as they get ready, Stephen, uh, 
man, that, that that's going to be fun. That's going to be fun as they uh, as they get ready to go on this next one. All right, Stephen, it is time for JMO, the JMO Show. John Morris, the award-winning voice of the Bears, and Stephen, I think I saw where he had. Does he have? Does he have Coach Moore? Yes, is Glenn Moore today. today. Uh, softball okay. team gets their season underway Friday afternoon. All right, top twenty-five rated softball team. Their head coach will join. Uh, J-Mo just here in a few minutes. All right, John Moore standing by, followed by Stretch, and then uh, game time with Tom Barfield. It's all coming up next.